0: Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, analyzing Who Framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time with special guest Jeff Walsh.
1: That is 100% true. This is Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. As I've been for the past 48 minutes, I am Chris Blair. Also, here we are with Annie McMullen. Hello, everyone. And this week, one of our friends, the very talented and funny, Jeff Walsh. Wow,
0: hello, hi, nice to see you guys. Jeff nice is
2: my, my personal favorite person to uh, make uncomfortable in an improv scene. That's, yeah. the, that's really what our relationship's based on, is uh, me being a, a big weirdo in Jeff's direction.
0: It's true, that's very true. <laughs>
1: Do you think other people you, you do improv with is a little bit jealous that you don't want to make them more uncomfortable than Jeff? I think
0: relieved is a more accurate word. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes it's sometimes when we get on stage, it's like, you know, taking the bullet for the team. <laughs> and, and Annie will oftentimes get uh, be aggressive in very very fun, very hilarious ways, which the truth be told, I really enjoy. It's uh, just like, uh, just like. What she said. She's one of my favorite people to be on stage with. So happy gonna, to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: We're excited to have you. Yeah. We're going to have to re record our intro and change my name to Annie the Bullet McMullen because I think that.
0: <laughs> I think the bullet. Nobody, grenade. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody thinks
2: that.
1: <laughs> Jeff, uh, what is your experience with the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
0: Yeah. I uh, Listen, I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's got uh, good vibes with me, I think. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched the whole thing in its entirety. But I was a straight-up teenager when this came out. I'm an old man looking back on this, trying to remember who did frame Roger Rabbit. I mean, I do know the answer. But the truth of the matter is uh, I, I liked it back then. Uh, I'd be interested to see the enti- it, it in its entirety now. So... Uh, yeah I saw I think I saw it. In, maybe I even saw it in theaters you guys I don't know no. that dates me but
1: once you once you watch the whole thing we'll have to have you back at the end and uh, see your thoughts yeah
0: I, I mean I it has been a long time since I've seen it but I do remember um, all of the beats of this movie I just don't remember if it was like, uh, like super problematic or not or if it's like the, the super if no, it's we, like a really we about movie. A lot. Yeah, movie yeah
2: we talk about this a lot it, it actually holds up shockingly well good yeah compared to basically every other movie made (laughs) prior to now
0: (laughs) yeah 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 Uh,
1: even for this minute which is a very sexual minute uh one might say definitely some undertones here and mainly because we get more of shirtless bob hoskins and pantsless bob hoskins
2: yeah this minute this minute has a lot of mixed emotions for me personally i'm gonna say because um because you know, while I'm always here for a for an undressed Bob Hoskins moment, I'm not um, I'm not super happy with with Eddie's uh, attitude towards Jessica. I don't think he should be throwing Jessica under the bus. So, you know, I'm torn.
1: Well, that brings us right here to minute forty nine, which begins with Eddie accidentally headbutting Jessica's boob and ends with Dolores saying no you're not eddie that's what i came to tell you
2: it's it's not a i mean it's an important minute but it, not a ton happens it's pretty much a like one beat minute until the the very end
1: yeah yeah we're we're kind of coming down from like the uh the hot and heavy last few minutes and then um getting some information that's about to to set us in
0: for a, a major piece of information yeah but also i mean there's there's a uh... There's a lot of great little moments in this minute watching it in isolation and then knowing that you're about ready to analyze it. Like I was like, you know, Eddie barely apologized for headbutting Jessica's boobs. I mean, it was like such a like occur. Like, I I don't know. If that had happened to me, first of all, I would never be standing so close to somebody bending down and then picking my head in back. In
2: fairness, up. it's it's Jessica Rabbit. You don't have to be that close to hit. The no, board.
0: I get it, but still, yeah. but still there is. There is like a cone of uh, a personal space that needs to be respected, Uh, tune or no tune, it doesn't matter. Like you got to
2: look at me, honestly. You gotta,
0: you gotta know, you gotta. Yes, Annie, please, uh, (laughs) please. I have personal space. (laughs) Annie, stay over there. (laughs) But, uh, but you know, just straight up, boom, smack, headbutt, and then it's just like the really curt, like sorry. I, if it were me, I would be. Tripping over myself with apologies. That would
1: be the rest of the movie as you just apologize. Absolutely. Absolutely. This
2: this honestly (laughs) feels like it, 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 like the gag of the head butt thing is kind of funny, right? But it really feels like it was an excuse for the animators to just like explore the gravity of Jessica's tits. Because there's like, there's some bounce and reverb in there that's entirely unnecessary and not, uh, does not apply to like the rules of physics.
1: I still cannot figure out what his and Dolores' relationship is in this, because very much in the movie, they seem like they're exes, but she seems very upset
0: by this. Oh yeah, there's some tension there for sure. I I mean like in this minute, she's unhappy with this and not in a uh, you're being a bad human kind of way. It seems to be a personal offense and, and in fact, over this minute, I think Dolores is uh, quite a hero. Uh, there's a, there's a moment when she walks up to him after Jessica leaves, wipes the kiss off his face. The eye contact between these two people is is unbroken. It's unbroken. Two actors fully immersed in this world. She is very furious. I loved it. I loved it. I love that part of it. I love what I love Dolores's reaction, and I love uh, if you just take a look at Bob Hoskins as Eddie. Just unwavering eye contact, just like man, these two are locked in in terms of
2: acting. They're so, they're both so good. Yeah. Like it's really, it's really great. And then the fact that they're all doing this with something that's not there, right? Like she's having this reaction to something. She, I don't know that she knew exactly what it looked like, you know, because they they revised it a bunch. It's pretty incredible.
1: And she's she's ready to storm out. She came in to give him a piece of information, and mm-hmm. she's ready to just go.
2: after after this. Well, I think it's like indicative of their entire relationship, right? Like Eddie's been a mess ever since his brother died. And, you know, Dolores has, is always there for him kind of no matter what, right? Like he shows up at the beginning of the movie and needs her help. He needs her camera and he's borrowed money from her and she's just kind of always there for him and she's doing it again. And he seems like he's, you know, re-energized and maybe kind of turning a corner in his journey. She probably got her hopes up about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he walks in and who, who is she with, but yeah, Jessica Rabbit wow, wow, wow. and her patty cake ways,
1: <laughs> and her her uh, her flying kiss <laughs> you know, our favorite uh, topic is the existential nature of of tunes but mm-hmm. I, I have a question about these lips since we know the shoe is alive since we know most other things objects are alive is this lipstick in the shape of lips coming off of her mouth is that sentient in some sort of way uh
0: probably yeah i i mean uh, not being privy to the past conversation i i would say sure yeah <laughs> i mean they look like they know where they're headed they were given a directive by jessica rabbit because they could have landed anywhere right and it could have been like very uh awkward maybe it could have missed the mark but these lips like a butterfly in the wind had somewhere to be and flapped directly to the to the cheek of bob hoskins and look like, you know It could have have gotten worse for Dolores, depending on where those lips happened to land, you know, it could be like right on his lips. Oh my God. But no, I know that that would change the entire, the entire trajectory, but it didn't. So yeah, I think that they're, they know what they're doing. Um, Yeah, they know what they're doing.
2: That makes me this scene makes me think of sort of two, two things related to the, the, the nature of, of tunes, right? The first is that like, we've talked a ton about how, um, we don't think tunes have like full free will, right? Like they can only do things if they're funny and, you know, they have like weird rules that they, that they're sort of like cosmically bound to. Um, and so the funny thing about the crossover universe is that like, the humans never acknowledge that, right? Like they have the full reaction of as if the tunes were making those choices, right? They're never like, "Oh, he can't help it. He's a tune, right? They're like, "You idiot, no, no, no. why would you do this?" Um, and that's the same in this case. So the other thing is that I don't think we've talked about that those like weird rules and imperatives that they have in regards to Jessica, because Jessica's thing is not that she's funny or that it makes a laugh. It's that just like, no matter what she has one tone and it's horny, you know, and like, that's it. And she can only deliver it that way. So even in this scene, I think it's really interesting because delivered in any other way, she's saying really normal, like not suggestive things, but she has to make the word choice of like, what word does she say? Um, Firm. Right. Like she has to use the word yeah. firm, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, and like how messed up that is for her, that she literally doesn't have the option of not being like weirdly horny in every situation, you know? And like, what a, what a sort of like trapped in a woman's hell she must be living. Yeah. Of course, I'm so sad for Jessica. She's wow. like, brandy.
0: I'm bummed
1: down now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that's well said, yeah. I mean, like, she doesn't have any options but to behave the way that she's effectively programmed slash written.
2: It's the uh, you know, I'm not pull, that. I'm pulling just pulling drawn that strings. Way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's pulling those strings, right? Come on, man.
2: Come on, come on. Gary come Cable, on. is that you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let us know, Gary. Uh <laughs> So I get, I've got a, another question too, and this is gonna uh, this is no way to not make this question awkward. But Dolores makes a point about Eddie's pants being down. Mm-hmm. Now we know at least a way Jessica has sex is through Patty Cake, which does not require anyone's pants being down. Mm-hmm. Um, so can can a person uh, have sex with the tune the normal way? Is this something that 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 she thinks is maybe going on.
2: Well, there's that question. And then like follow-up question is that if they can have sex with a tune in the human way, is that sex for the tune?
1: Oh, maybe not. Maybe like the tune's not getting anything out of it. Maybe right. they to, they'll do that while playing patty cake and to <laughs> for both of them to Like,
2: yeah, I'll do it, but only if we pay, play patty cake first.
0: <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you guys. Did you bring me on here to discuss this? Is this is this what this podcast is? is it, are, we talk, podcast are we talking about? Is this what? Is this is this is this a big trap? You brought me in here to talk
1: about this. <laughs> we want to talk to you about smut, Jeff. Yeah. You what is right
0: uh, into our trap? Is, is, did, have you really done podcasts for minutes one through forty-eight, and do you plan on doing podcasts for minutes fifty-two through the end? We're not. Or are we just here to minutes. see exactly. You just here to see my thoughts. Don't on human V cartoon intercourse, because I don't have Jeff. any. I don't know.
2: I Jeff, don't it's, know. It's 2022 and it's not okay to kink shame.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, my This God. is an intervention, Jeff. <laughs> I talked to you about your kink shaming.
0: Uh, that's, oh yeah. That's right. I'm being shamed for the kink shaming. I got you. I got you. All right. No,
2: you know, we have had conversations. It's usually yeah. when Jessica's involved because her, sure, sure, sure. like, thing is, you know, that's her the whole thing. um. About like uh, okay, if patty cake, patty cake, Roger has the reaction to patty cake as someone would, would to like full intercourse, right? Like to the idea that Jessica's had done patty cake. Yeah. So we're thinking like if if patty cake is like a home run, like what are the other bases? You know, mm-hmm. we've had that we've had that discussion, but we haven't talked yeah. about whether or not uh, they just can have human rabbit tune sex or whatever. That's you know. We do. We talk about, we talk about the, we want to talk about the full lives of a tune, Jeff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. For
0: For sure. I, you know, I didn't get the impression that they were anywhere really near doing that. I I think that Bob, uh, I think that Eddie with his pants down was metaphorical, so to speak, in relation to where he is on the case, you see, because there's information that he's about ready to get that he was unprepared for.
2: That is a great point because this movie is, there's there's so many layered little bits, right? Mm -hmm. So getting caught with your pants down Mm -hmm. is like such a perfect, like, of course he has to get caught with his pants down, you know, like, and it has to be like on the nose, no subtlety, you know, like, uh the movie does a really great job of mapping things that are really like slapstick and funny in cartoons onto the like straight film noir characters and characters and that's like a really good example of that gag
0: super tropey very fun uh uh hoskins is awesome (laughs) he just he plays this so straight it's so great no Um, winks no nods just just sheer terror
2: you know, and we haven't talked about, we've talked a lot about Dolores as a character, but Joanna Cassidy does really do a really great, great job of, you know, of all of it. She looks the part, right? She looks like so stereotypically like 1947. Lady. I love that she's like taller than Eddie by like a foot, you know? Yeah. Um, they do have a, like a little bit of a, a parallel to like Jessica and Roger, you know? Because Eddie is a little bit of a, he's toony in his own way he's a grumpy you know straight man toon but he's he's toony his proportions and he's he's a clown
0: i'm sure you talked about this but uh i was reading uh, this website i don't know if you've heard of it it's called a (laughs) wikipedia.com and it and on it they said they said that uh eddie was originally supposed to be played by harrison ford or written for, for harrison ford yeah you guys talked about that already no
2: it's the thing i say most often that like this movie wouldn't be made today because it would be it would just be a mess or like at any other time period right and then also that like if this movie was made with anyone other than bob hoskins it would be terrible and there were so many names of people that they they floated and it was like could you imagine how bad this movie would be if bill murray were eddie
1: Harrison Ford would have been a weird choice, but I feel both him and Bill Murray are ones that, people that I hear so much like, we were gonna cast them in this movie and right.
0: then something happened. Yeah. I think probably at his height, Harrison, everybody would have said, we would have cast Harrison Ford. It, it wouldn't. It doesn't even matter what the role is. did It wouldn't matter the, the role, the movie, the gender, the the time period. Just if you could get Harrison Ford into the movie, you know, in 1988, Man, you were gonna do it. You're gonna rewrite the script. You know, you're just gonna make this, you know, make this happen. So,
2: I think uh, so Har- yeah, of course. I think Harrison Ford could have pulled off like the dialogue and the um the looks and stuff. Like, I think sure. he, you know, I I think it's in his wheelhouse the character of Eddie, but he could not have done the physicality that that and nobody could because freaking Bob Hoskins was a mime. Like there's nobody else who could have done it, you know, who could have like interacted with these things that aren't there in the way and delivered like that, that physical performance. But, but I think Harrison Ford of all the things that we've, all the people we've heard mentioned, like the character he always plays is kind of like Eddie, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that would be as much of a stretch. Bill Murray, the uh, like Mr. Ironic Detachment, that would have been bad.
1: This moment where Eddie runs out after Dolores, and we uh, see Jessica watching from the car window. Mm-hmm. She just got this smirk on her face that is just—if uh, uh, I didn't know what happened in this movie afterwards, I would think, "Oh yeah, for sure, she's 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 the bad guy."
2: But I think that that's because that's the only face she can make,
1: like a kind of like a seductive smirk, like yeah. wrecking, seductive smirk face, yeah,
2: <laughs> like. I mean, could you imagine Jessica at a funeral? No, okay. I can.
0: Yeah, it's it, it. Also, like I'm looking at it right now, it's also a little bit of like enjoying the chaos that has ensued, knowing that you've left the room and that shit's gonna hit the fan, and that that's because of you, and you couldn't care less. That's the look on that's the look on her face in the back of that car, and it, it's also like a nice little. Uh, it's almost it's subtle in the way that they've done it, uh, but it's very fun. Uh, I think that uh, you're right, Annie, that she probably can't get away from that look. But in this moment, to me, it looks like really enjoying watching uh, Eddie and Dolores kind of like spin out in the middle of the street. She like really likes it.
2: What What if she can't even control her lips because that's just a separate tune? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's- and the, the, what if the lips are the agent of chaos? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're the ones who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I have for this minute is like, uh, we, we've we had Eddie make a promise to Dolores before that he's going to take her somewhere. And she kind of gives like an, oh sure Eddie back when they're at the bar originally. Now he makes the second promise to her to take her to Catalina, tells her to get a swimsuit because
2: they're going there. And again, she uh,
1: she thinks not.
2: Well, the, the the only other thing I wanted to bring up is like when Eddie calls Jessica a painted hussy and I'm like, screw you, Eddie, little troll. Like, no way. They don't blame Jessica for this. Um, yeah. It's my, it's my oh, one. He's, like- pa-
0: he's panicked though. And he's panicked. He's panicked. He's going to lose Dolores right there in that moment. Like, he's, he's, just, he's just like throwing you want. stuff at the wall. What's
2: that? You can all you want. You don't use misogyny.
0: Hey, I, I'm on your side for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm on your side. I, I, I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, uh, you're right in that. Uh, never should uh, he be using that, but it's no. clearly this guy's like. Oh, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's just in a, he's reading like, the room right now, and he's saying, "This is
1: what Dolores might be thinking." Let me just try to get these words out and yeah, hit that. Yeah, I try yeah. to save myself in some sort of way. Okay.
2: Dolores, Dolores also, and again, I'm down with it. She looks stunning. No judgment is has an aggressive red lip and uh, and an aggressive amount of cleave for 1947. Yeah. So like. It's a weird thing to call out and be like, oh, you don't think I would fall for a painted hussy like that who's wearing the same lipstick as you?
1: Whoa, you know what? (laughs) I'm seeing the parallels now between her and Jessica and between Roger and Eddie. Both Eddie and uh, Roger are much shorter than their significant others. Both kind of like, I know Bob Hoskins is putting a mask on it, but they're both kind of uh, clownier than their... uh, they're significant and
2: they're like disheveled and schleppy and both of the women are really put together and glamorous. You know, like like Dolores is like works at a bar, you know, and she's like got the full uh you know wet set hair and like everything's nothing is ever out of place in Dolores everything always matches. She's got like head to toe coordinated, you know, outfits. Um she's always wearing gloves. Like she's you know she's put together. Yeah.
0: I was I was a little concerned at the end of this uh, at the end of this minute. They're uh, standing in the street, and there is a, a cable. I, I'm not sure if it's a cable car, but it's definitely a bus headed straight for them.
1: Yeah. They
0: don't seem to be disturbed at all by the fact that they're standing them in the street. I mean, uh, look, it's 1947. People still get hit by cars. Am I wrong? You know what I mean? Like like people, they this could this could be over right now. It's got uh, it's got
2: big tune energy. That yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> big tune energy. Like they Like like they are indestructible. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Good on them for just not, you know, when you when you have to fight and you have to fight in the middle of the street, you got to do it you got to expect other people to get out of your way.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's true.
0: Good on good on them for uh, standing their ground. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's
1: strange. Um, anything else for this minute? Uh,
2: the only thing is that my uh, my MVP for the minute is is the lips because really yeah. they're just it just puts such a little pin on the moment you know it's it's like the moments are everything's gone wrong things are terrible uh and then the lips go in and they're like hold on let me just let me just be the needle on that haystack <laughs> uh of of awful
0: yeah shout out Catalina am I right <laughs> right shout out <laughs> like, like yeah. you
1: know what I mean like, like especially for like like, listeners in Catalina like yeah uh, shout out to you
0: yeah also you know
1: Oh, Alright, well that is it for today. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. Super fun.
0: Great to see you. Uh, where can people find you at? Uh, uh, almost nowhere, but hey, but if, if you happen to be in San Francisco and you want to uh, come out and see a drunk theater San Francisco, I'm part of that cast. I think perform like on Saturdays twice a month. Very fun show. Also, you can find me on the End Games Improv stages from time to time, so I uh, hope to see you out there
1: yeah great and uh thank you for listening everybody we're a dueling genre podcast you can find all their podcasts on duelinggenre.com and click on the link to support you can join our facebook group at who analyzed roger rabbit listeners and we will see you on wednesday for minute 50 of who analyzed roger rabbit